If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. But let me explain. It is free, people. They have creative tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, which will make your life a lot easier. And this way it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many other apps that play podcasts. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Just go to the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm online to get started and you can thank me later. Good people, and welcome to our world with your host, Ned Boy and Doc. Ned, how are you, sir? I am fantastic. I got no complaints, and I'm not going to do it anyway. So, uh, you know what? Before we even start the show, I just got to extend my best wishes with everything that I got to everybody in the world that's suffering by proxy or directly via Tropical Storm or Hurricane Harvey. I don't know which exact term it is. All I know is that it's wrecking havoc. And I really feel horrible for the state of Texas. Well, let's hope that everything uh, runs smoothly because we might be talking some choppy seas. Well, here's the bad part. You know, Harvey swings up the Gulf and is swinging directly through Louisiana. I I think it's going through Arkansas. No. Uh, You know what? Louisiana, man, I don't know how those people do it. Uh, they, yeah, Louisianans are different type of folks to begin with. Totally different kind of people. Of different culture, different language, different food. And they're very strong. Because that place is basically at sea level. And, you know, they get hit. This shit is like almost a yearly or every two-year event catastrophe strikes them. But, see, I don't know if you know too many people from Louisiana. A lot of Louisianans are nothing but Texas. It's like a pipeline. People from Houston, everybody in Houston has cousins who live in Louisiana and vice versa. It's just just how it goes. I guess that would be like, you know, you you live in New York and basically everybody's got somebody in Virginia or 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 New Jersey. That's their Virginia, New Jersey. And I guess that's why they all look if they all have a certain look. Louisianans and Houston people, they kinda look alike, sound alike. You know? But you know what? As big a tragedy as that is, and I know we hate doing this, but we have to do this. This fucking Donald Trump uses Harvey and the tragedy of Harvey to sneakily do two shitty moves Friday night. One, he he fucking uh, pardons his sheriff, Joe Apio. Who's a piece of shit? I don't. There's no other words to say it. Then he just does the complete ban. You know, he extended the indefinite ban on the transgender individuals. So he, uh, Trump, when tragedy happens, 
he fucks with civil rights. And let's not and let's not this is not bullshit about Joe Apayo is a racist cocksucker. Yeah, this is you know it's like uh, I don't I don't think Trump you know it's the same question I've been asking and there's no answer for it. Uh, it's like Trump is just basically he's just two or three months away from just fucking showing up with a robe on on Fox. Just a white robe on Fox uh, and just saying, fuck it. This is what I am. This is who I am. I don't know how I fooled everybody for all these years, but this is what it is. Yeah, with the hood and the fucking Confederate flag waved behind him. Uh, oh, and then I can't, I can't let this one slide. This shit is going on in Houston. Let's say this is Saturday. Saturday, the rain has hit. Shit is underwater in Houston or in certain parts of Texas, San Antonio, blah, blah, blah. Donald Trump takes the time to tweet about this fucking Sheriff Clark book. He does a book review while people are dying in Texas. I mean, you, yeah, you know this fucking Sheriff Clark. That's that black sheriff that from Milwaukee or wherever who runs around with fucking John Wayne's hat on like if he is uh, the last cowboy standing. See, now that's Trump's kind of black guy. Who's the dickhead, uh, oh, Carson? Yeah, Herman Cain Carson, uh, uh, that Paris crying guy. And let's not forget, you could add that fat new black lady. And, And... Oh, and let's not forget he also has uh, uh, Blacks for Trump guy, uh, Perm Ponytail. Listen, Trump created something that never existed before, 43 years. Saturday Night Live now all of a sudden does a middle-of-the-week weekend update show, which is fucking fantastic. Now, think about it. They've never had that show before. This is summer break, and they actually go into work because it's so worth it for them. Yeah. Okay, so on a a little lighter note, because Trump's a fucking downer, we had the fight. Mayweather versus Connor. I would like to hear your opinion. I'm going to shut my mouth and just let you talk.
yes. I, I This is my take on the whole thing. I'll start off exactly where you started off. Hats off to Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor is a man's man, and he proved he's a man's man. He is unskilled, and it's obvious he's unskilled. Uh, Floyd Mayweather, God bless his soul, is a shell of Floyd Mayweather. Uh, a younger, more a younger, experienced professional fighter would have knocked that Floyd Mayweather out. That's the bottom line. Floyd did, but I told my wife as I was watching this fight, Floyd is so confident after that first two rounds, first two or three rounds, that Connor could not hurt him. He didn't have to even work at a maximum pace. If you notice that when Floyd went to the corner and even talked to his father, there was basically or barely any instructions. Because it was, they were on, they were on just uh, chill mode. It was almost like a glorified sparring match. Floyd was doing something we don't normally see. Floyd gave Connor his back a hundred times. That's oh, no, you know what that is? That's old man. I'm old. Floyd spent the first three rounds. What he did was he used 25 years of experience as a boxer against Connor. He let Connor drown. That's all that was. We watched Connor drown. Floyd, but here's the thing Connor, for the talk, the training, and everything, if you go back, just go back and watch 35 seconds of any round you want. Connor pity patted. He somebody told Connor that you could outpoint Floyd, which was insane. Because those a lot of those punches that Connor threw were not power punches at all. They was not even full jabs. They were shoulder like like uh what do you call it? Alligator punches. There's no power in alligator punches. He might as well have pillows on and was, you know, like nerf fighting him. I was like, how does Connor think he's going to win unless he at least, you know, when you when you throw a jab, to throw a jab is like having a, you need to have a rubber band. So that arm has to come back to be cocked to throw. Connor was throwing it from his hip. You are not going to hurt a Floyd Mayweather throwing punches from the hip. Even that beautiful uppercut that he caught Floyd with in the first round, if that was a proper punch, the thing is that got me was like Connor still wasn't throwing proper punches. And he this let me know Floyd is old. Connor stood four feet in front of him, and Floyd didn't just rat-a-tat-tat him all day long. He had no shoulder movement, no head movement, zero foot movement. About the only thing that, that Connor would do every once in a while was he would do this 1920, uh, uh, you know, old man style, you know, a guy with a singlet hand movement. So I was like, damn, this reminded me of like a cartoon guy. <laughs> so, uh, you know, people that are caught up in this was a great fight, they're out of their fucking mind. This was Floyd said it right at the end of the fight. He picked the perfect dance partner for his very last fight. Who's that 154-pound kid considered one of the best in the world? He just fought. Terrence Crawford would murder Floyd, literally put him in a hospital. He can't. He would put Floyd in a hospital. Put it this way. Canelo today would destroy Floyd. This Canelo, not the one that he fought who wasn't ready for him. The Floyd, Floyd, take this money, 
You brought all the jewelry you need. You got enough Bugattis. You got businesses. Don't run through this shit like water. There is, there is nothing. I mean, who the fuck is he going to fight for this type of money? Now, I don't know where Connor goes from this. How does Connor go back to making $4 million in UFC? And that's what he's going to – him, okay, the love affair with Dana and Connor is over, okay, because the cutthroat – I think Connor McGregor is a smart man. Connor McGregor, if he didn't do anything, he learned something from Floyd Mayweather about being a standalone businessman. He'll, I can see Connor going like this. I'll self-promote my own fucking UFC fight. I mean, and there's nobody here in UFC for me really to fight. What, what's his next step? For him to try to make $35 million saying, I'll take on Manny Pacquiao next? I mean, because if it ain't, if the, the money ain't right, I, I thought about this while they were fighting. I said, you know what? Conor and Floyd, first of all, they played everybody. That's why Floyd came to the ring with a mask on. He was, he was like, I'm telling you motherfuckers, I'm sticking y'all all up. This is a stick up. I'm doing it in your face. You know who I am under here, but you're getting stuck up. Uh, I said to myself, Connor and Floyd, when that fight was over, they in each other's locker room, the first thing they did was exchange cell phone numbers. Yo, brother, call me anytime you need any advice. That that that's his buddy now. No. And Connor was sitting there going to himself, How do I pull this shit off again? The only way I pull this shit off again is I gotta pick a person like Floyd. Because Dana ain't gonna let me pick his brain like this. I gotta pick fucking Floyd. Because Floyd is self made. Connor is self made. And and so they have a, a, a lot to uh you know and, and you know, Connor's twenty nine, it's a lot of mo- a lot of money to be made. And it Yeah, and then, you know, being in the world that he comes from, he he's the best at what he does. So you know, if he's not in there fucking around with um a guy that's much bigger, you know, putting on a freak show with Nate Diaz. You know, because the same the same thing that got him in this fight got him with Nate. He gasped, but now he has different training. Think about it. This man went ten rounds, three minutes per ten round. He has now actually fought over twenty five minutes. Now, Yeah, well, especially when, especially when Floyd did turn up the pace on him and start popping him, he was like, "What the fuck is this nonsense?" And we're gonna have to all give Connor credit. I think we all can agree, Connor fought a gentleman. Maybe he had one or two behind the head punches, but that happens in boxing all the time. He did nothing out of the way. Nothing. He did nothing dirty at all. Well, you know what? Bird was like, put it this way. Mayweather should have fought his last fight, and Bird maybe should have refed his last fight. I mean, he, he, this fucking guy is like, uh, he was around when General E. Lee was actually a general. So, you know, I don't know what the fuck to say about him. Okay, okay, Floyd, uh, Mayweather did pop Floyd one time on the break real quick. <laughs> but that was about it. And that wasn't a punch that could have done anything. 
you know well bird bird was in there he had a um he had a game plan he was going to protect the integrity of boxing no matter what and he felt that Floyd wasn't going to disrespect it. The only way that it was going to happen was via Connor, and it wasn't going to happen on his watch. So Bird, Bird was definitely, we don't know who the fuck from the Las Vegas uh, Athletic Commission was in his ear about you better not, you better be watching, you know, blah, blah, blah. The integrity of the sport is on the line. Well, if Herb Dean was in there, Motherfuckers, they would have both rolled out the ring. They would have both rolled out the ring. Listen, man, I, I spent this weekend, I didn't watch a lot of stuff, but I did watch a couple of things. I watched uh, All Eyes on Me, and I am very disappointed in the advice that I received over the course of time. Because if, if you realize it's two months or so, since the movie came out, maybe three months, and I just watched it. Not a great movie, but I thought it was a good enough movie to watch. I, I, I don't think that you would sit through this and go, this is the most boring shit I've ever seen in my life. No. Uh, I, 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 there are some glaring mistakes in the movie. That, you know, Tupac fans know. One, Pac never showed any kind of, or ever had any kind of need to have apprehension around Suge Knight. They didn't have that relationship. A lot of people got beat up at death row. He wasn't one of them. Right. Then that guy's chain never was taken. They, they attempted to take the chain. You know, the thing that set off the, the last event. Then they might have, as far as if you, if you listen to Jada, they might have made too much of their relationship, Jada and Pac. But I thought, I thought, I thought it was interesting, and I also thought it was pretty interesting that they touched on the Haitian Jack thing, because this supposedly going to be a Haitian Jack movie. And when it comes to notorious, notorious thugs, he's at the top of the fucking food chain. You know, you got uh, Wayne, Wayne, whatever the fuck from uh, D.C., Wayne Perry, that all the rappers talk about, the notorious murderer. Did you have 50 cents that people talk about? Uh, Jimmy Hinchman, but Haitian Jack is like at the fucking uh, Mount Rushmore of street thugs. So I found that interesting. Now I did, after that, I found out that my buddy Marlon Wayans has a TV show. And I am going to tell you with every ounce of energy that I can muster in my body. Stay the fuck away from the Marlon Wayans. It is one of the worst TV shows. Put it this way. The Wayans Brothers show looks like looks like the funniest shit in the world compared to this. This is... I didn't enjoy a second. He's doing shit still from the 80s. You don't know me. My mama don't know me. I mean, those are jokes that people did in black television on the WB back in, like, 83. Now, the premise, I thought the premise was fantastic. Because of the modern age that we live in, I was like, when is somebody going to do a show about people who do YouTube videos? But other than the first three seconds of each episode, you wouldn't know that he had a YouTube channel. You really wouldn't. 
he starts off each show like, hello, bitches. And then after that is, I mean, I'm tired of the black guy who can't leave his family, who ex-wife still adores him, and he's still always around and maybe even sexing mom. I mean, it's, it's so fantasy island, but only in black television. But then you know what? Then that means he's been living a sitcom, a black sitcom forever. Because if you, there are several black sitcoms where the ex-husband is still around all the time, then I, I I talked about this on the last show. Thirty for thirty. What Carter lost is a absolute positive winner. That is a interesting hour and a half documentary. That starts out about racism and ends up about crime, opportunities lost, talents wasted. That shit is good. I mean, ESPN, my hat goes off to, I salute them, man. That 30 for 30, you could pick any one of these three seasons. Just pick a show. Find a name you like or a person you remember, and you could watch it, man, and they're just done so well. They're so fucking well. That show is good. And I found... No. You know what it is? That's true. And they only air it on ESPN. Like, say I miss a show on TV. I can go to that network's uh, website, sign in through my cable... Uh, what I did was I signed up for my cable thing so I could have it on my phone. And if I sign up, I could watch the episodes, but not ESPN. Like Spectrum, I can go to a channel and watch a show. But no, ESPN, they even put it on their net on their uh, website, shown exclusively on ESPN television. So, and I found out how it ties into Friday Night Lights. Real simple. The Friday Night Lights school, whatever that fucking pyramid or whatever their name was, in the movie, they played against this black school that was filthy, dirty, punching players, kicking players. I don't know if you remember that or not. It was very short. It was one of the playoff teams, and it was all fake because this school wasn't dirty like that. They were dirty because they became... Could you imagine a stick-up crew football team? These bastards went through the state of Texas robbing shit left and right. State champions. And see, that you can't put on racism because these were all good middle-class kids who had fathers who still have fathers. They're 50-year-old men, and their fathers are still doing interviews. So their dads are still in their life at 50. So they don't have that typical, oh, you know, uh, uh, I lived in a project, only three people in the whole project knew their dad. Not these kids. These ain't those kids. Some of these kids' fathers are lawyers, doctors, preachers. So, you know. And then yesterday I got a big F.U. Stars gave me a big fuck you last minute. No, I did not know. I did not know. I watched, okay, so I watched the Connor Floyd fight. Breakfast is done. I'm laying on my couch. It is power time. I go into power, and all of a sudden, that shit says nine, five, nine, four. It ain't no fucking nine. Either I've been in a coma for a week or something went on. So I go to the website, and power says, you can go fuck yourself. We are not going up against Game of Thrones season finale. So I come to find out, somebody told me today that they do this shit every year. See, but I have never watched Power to three months ago, and I've been marathoning it. So this is my first live season finale, and now i got to wait extra week. I really feel screwed, man. Do you watch Game of Thrones?
I I have never watched Game of Thrones. I put it just where I watched the first three seasons of Vikings and I couldn't take that shit no more. And that was just Vikings. And I, I'm but I bailed on it. I bailed I I, I couldn't take it anymore. And uh I'm figuring I gotta learn all these crazy ass names. I don't want to learn names like Glimpsglob. I don't want to know that. I don't. I don't want to know. I don't want to know about dragons. I think there's a dragon. Or, I, I don't know. I don't care. I had nothing to watch, and that didn't interest me. But I will tell you this. I repeat this shit again. I don't care how bored I get, and I don't care if I have to watch something from the '80s. I rather put on. Uh, I rather put on, and this wasn't one of my favorites. I rather put on a uh, different world than watch another episode of Marlins. I am. Oh well, you know what? I will say, a couple of months ago, because of all the controversy and everything, and they snatched it off TV. Do you know I watched the complete Cosby's? Yeah, you know I go through that. Like, okay, I watched the complete Mike and Marlin. The complete uh, two broke girls. The complete, uh, well, I am on about season five of going through Seinfeld again. I can watch shows like this shit over and over again. Like, I I know this is sick. I, I know everything about this show. I have watched, I think, Oz completely five times. And I was just getting ready. And at the last minute, I said, don't do it. Don't do it. I was going to actually start watching Oz from the beginning again. And I think, yeah, I did that with the Jeffersons and Good Times and Sanford. Oh, well, see, I've never seen that. Oh, you know what me and my wife just finished, too? We just finished the odd couple. Not this new bullshit odd couple, but the original. And I didn't realize how much I didn't realize how much I hate. You know what? When TGIF hit, I was hitting my 20s. I'm in my stride of my 20s. I'm like a 23, 24-year-old. I have got a Wall Street job. I got money in my pocket. I am free of parents and all that kind of stuff. I have no more military responsibility. I am running like a nut. I am talking a complete nut. I was, I'm, I'm partying Wednesday through Sunday. Every week. Uh, I think I've seen that. That's Belky. Okay, I don't know what Belky was about. I, I just know it was Belky. Him and some other strange guy was the other dude. See, I didn't... I, I, I kind of missed all of that. I missed... Uh, I missed uh, 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 Family Matters. I mean, shit, I didn't watch anything in the 80s. I didn't, I didn't see the, I don't think I seen the A-Team until like 90s. So I seen Mr. T on wrestling before I seen this show. I didn't even know he had a show. What the fuck is, uh, you know, what's this nonsense? Rocky. Uh, and, you know, it didn't hurt kicking off the first two WrestleManias. That makes him an icon to a lot of young men. Think about it. He was ingrained in young men's brains during that time. Oh, yeah, the eight, uh, Mr. T. Definitely. Yes, and let's not forget he had also nine zillion commercials. 
I pity the fool was everywhere. Yeah. Oh well, shit. That that was. He'll kill you, Rock. He'll murder you. That that that, that shit, man. I mean, Rocky, Rocky was the bomb. I mean, it, this is before the CGI shit, you know. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna give one movie credit. I think this one movie, not Star Wars, but The Matrix changed movies forever. After The Matrix. You could do anything. You could move. Even though karate flicks had been doing crazy shit forever, but they just didn't do it with the coolness that the Matrix did, like with the clothes and the glasses. So after that, you know, movies change. I mean, like right now, I don't really have, I am, my next two movies, I think I'm going to see Girl Trip and Detroit are like in my, um, they're in my wheelhouse. Um, I don't. I, I've, I've been. I've been debating seeing Wonder Woman, but I don't think I care. And see, I haven't seen Doctor Strange yet, and I've had. I. I see, I love Doctor Strange. First of all, I'm named from Doctor Strange. As a child, I had a buddy of mine who read the comic book and sent. I mean, that was his, that was his character, and he said, "You a strange." He's always said, "You are one strange motherfucker." And then he was like, "You know what? I'm gonna start calling you Doc Strange," and I'm like 12 years old, and that shit stuck ever since then. So that's actually where I get that. Not, I'm some kind of genius doctor, smart kid. It was, oh, you're so fucking strange. You got a doctorate in strange strangeness. So uh, that kind of stuck. I was that kid that, you know, like everybody hung out on the block. And I always snuck off. I never said goodnight or goodbye. I would, like, sneak away. And then he'd be like, where the fuck did he go? And that was my thing. Every night I would look for a way to slide off, you know, and this way, I never had to say goodbye. I never had to say goodnight. I never had to say, hey, dudes, be easy, blah, blah, blah. I always hated that small talk, you know, all that. Because it, it takes you 25 minutes to leave the crew when you talk to this one, that one. I was like, this shit bores me. If I could just slide away, like even go talk to a neighbor across the street, and next thing I know, I'm putting my key in my door, you know. And they just always wondered, how the fuck could you do that every day? Now I'm gonna say something, man. This lady, I wish I I wish it was me. This fucking Mavis Wankcheck from Massachusetts who won that seven hundred and fifty eight million dollars. I think she might be she's in the top five list of dumbasses up there with Trump because I have never seen anybody cat turn in the ticket the next day after winning. I mean, damn, everybody says the same thing. And I don't think everybody can be wrong. The advice is quite simple. Hire a law firm. She didn't hire a law firm. She went down there with, like, a friend. You know what you're supposed to do? Take that that 401k plan you got, drain that shit, and live off of that for six months quietly before you turn in your ticket, your bank account. You know what? With a law firm, she could set up an LLC, a limited liability corporation, and cash the ticket in as a corporation. And anybody could be the face of the corporation. It doesn't have to be you. She opened... Man, more than that, anybody and everybody, every, because let's not think, let's think about this. We all think we're smart. There are people who live their whole entire life, do nothing but the hustle. And those are the people that are going to attack day in, day out. I mean, she can't, think about it, she can't get rid of everything 
at once. She's trying to get rid of her uh, social media. She's trying to get rid of her cell phone. She's trying to get rid of her email. See, there are people for that because all of those things are being flooded. Her, think, fucking Massachusetts had to set up cops in front of her home. I mean, I wouldn't even be living it. I put it this way, Net. I'm not living anywhere near where I used to live. I have that money that's banked. I don't give a fuck if I have to go through every dime on every card. I got uh, use all use those resources to get yourself out of that situation, so nobody knows where the fuck you are. Well, you know what? They're supposed to know a human being. But if you hide yourself behind, like I said, an LLC, the corporation, because think about it. They don't want these lotteries, especially these big money lotteries, they don't want people to think that it's some invisible ghost winning who's a phony baloney and it's no real winner. So they do want to put a human to it. I mean, and, and, Yeah, and, and then, damn, man, and, and, and her sheer luck. To tell you the truth, every time something like this hit, one of these type hit, I always hope that it's like a job pool or at least 10 different winners because 75 million to 10 different people, 35 million after tax, that would have changed a bunch of families' lives. You know, and this fucking woman... I think she's only 52 or 53. She looks like she's 157. She's raw dog, man. She's she's a mess. Sorry, Mavis, but you you you're no hottie. I mean, you're you're hot as a mother. You're 758 million dollars hot today, but the day before it was like, hey, God, wow, that's rough riding. Like uh, what you call him says, and he has a couple of dollars. He would know a couple of things about money. Uh, Dallas Mavericks owner. He said, listen, man, you could put this shit in the bank and live comfortably off the interest alone per month forever. Forever. And never have to touch dime one. Think about that kind of money per year in the bank and interest is probably about seven to eight million. Seven to eight million just in interest. But here's the thing. She's the type. She set herself up to 10 years down the line being one of those people that you see on one of those ID channels. Lottery gone wrong. People do it. Didn't Tyson do it? Quite a few people have done it. Yeah, quite a few people have done it. Uh, have you watched any movies? Uh, you got any TV shows that, or CDs? No, what's movie pass? Wait, in the theaters? So you could literally see everything. All theaters take it, or it's just like one family of like Lowe's theaters. That's crazy. I never heard of that.
It sounds great. Movie pass. Yeah, I have a 16-plex, I would say, less than two miles away from me, 16-plex, that way. I think so. And then I go I go uh, four miles the other way, and it's another 16-plex. I mean, we got these big fucking theaters that sit out like in these, uh, like these big mall areas all by themselves. Nothing else there. It's a uh, matter of fact. I forget what I seen. It was uh, one of the few movies that I actually went to see here, and it's I was like, oh man, you know, uh, go a matinee, seven dollars. It's like okay. Yeah, I, I, I went to uh, the MGM Theater one time when I was in Vegas. Worst movie experience of my life. I went and seen Godzilla. Me and my wife went and seen Godzilla. First of all, I understand the concept of the Dolby surround sound, but MGM overdid it. The fucking chair had like 52 speakers in it. Then they took my Godzilla. I am a Godzilla freak. I remember when I was a young man, we used to have this store net in New York called Big. Store called Big. And it is exactly like what you would think it is. Everything that you could think of, just imagine it huge. Like say you wanted to get a six-foot fucking pencil. Go to Big. They had blow up. As a matter of fact, this I got this as one of those grab bags. We used to do really good grab bags at my job. I got a 12-foot Godzilla, a 12-foot blow-up Godzilla. I had this shit in my apartment. This shit is huge. I mean, think about the size of your bed. That's how big this thing was. And... They take my Godzilla in this movie, and not only did they fuck it up, I think Matthew Broderick was in it. They made Godzilla a hermaphrodite. I was like, fuck y'all. I was so mad, man. I was like, first of all, the movie theater, was it was just way too loud. And on top of it, the chair, like when Godzilla, he would, and the chair would shake. I was like, fuck this. I feel like I'm in a ride instead of a, a movie. And so I never went back. I said, you know what? First of all, I'm in Vegas. What the fuck am I doing in a theater? Am I crazy? No, I went to the one right there with the little parking lot that you walk by that's like right next to Fat Burgers and across the street from uh, Monte Carlo. And I was like, man, never again. See, I... I'm not an old man, but my one old man thing that I do is I don't listen to shit in the stereo. I don't need it. I don't want it. I don't like it. I don't like anything so loud I can't hear a phone. If my phone rings and I can't hear it in my own house, that means shit's too loud. So, like, I remember I had a TV and I brought the uh, surround sound with the subwoofer stuff, and I plugged that up for, like, maybe two or three times, and then that shit's been sitting in my desk drawer for eight years now. Because I just don't like, I, I just don't like stuff that loud. I don't even listen to, like in my car, I don't listen to my music, but so loud.
Nos. See, that's me. I don't want it too loud. I mean, I, I, my father-in-law, he's an older gentleman, but he gets, you know, he gets all of his modern equipment, so he has all his fucking uh, uh, speakers and the subwoofers and, the, uh, you know, the uh, Dolby audio, and we sit there, and it could be a fucking baseball game, and I sound like I'm at Yankee Stadium. I'd be like, come on, man, I can't, come on, could you turn this shit down a little bit? This is annoying. This is no longer watching the movie. I literally just got somebody screaming at me from the, this fucking box. Oh, you don't watch movies like this at home? No, I don't watch movies like this at home. First of all, I know everybody's got a house and everything, but the only person that's supposed to be hearing the shit that I'm watching is me. Once you hear it outside my front door... I'm too loud. That's the way I say to myself. I'm too loud. I mean, he got a house, man. I can go out on the deck and still be hearing the fucking TV in the inside. I'm like, come on, dude. Now I'm on the phone outside. I, 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 I can't even get away from the sound. What I got to do, go down the block? Yeah, my uncle used to be like that, too. Oh, man. He's got he. Now he's setting up speakers on each corner of the fucking room. Speakers on the floor, speakers on the top. Oh, well, no, this one gives you treble. This one gives you mid-range. I'm like, listen, you got a big-ass TV to begin with. This was during the plasma TV days. Them motherfuckers came with, like, the big, stupid, ridiculous speakers attached. Just turn this shit up to 17 or 18. Oh. Oh, that's why you, that's why you wife's over in the corner talking to her mother, screaming on the phone. Because it's too fucking loud in here. You know? But I, uh, I, uh, we, I, I, you know, some people, that's the only way they can enjoy things. And I, that, I know that's a personal thing. And I, I'm just busting chops. Like, like I have a I have central ear, right? So these vents sometimes could get pretty fucking loud, and so I have to pump up the volume to fight the the vent. If it's hot, and I got the you know the AC on, because. You're sitting there and you're trying to listen to something, then you lose like two minutes of, of talk because the damn AC just kicked in. You can't hear anything. So I understand that. But I am just, I just never, I never was that guy. Even when I was a young man and I lived on my own, I never was the guy who had cranked shit up to eight, nine, ten on the stereo. I just, just not me. I, I can hear what I need to hear. Because you know what it is? It's for my personal enjoyment. I don't want anybody else to even know what I'm listening to. You know. Even though my wife will, she probably disagrees. She says, oh, he listens to shit loud. Oh, why you got that up so high? I was like, what are you talking about? I got it on 13. See, like, my loud on my television is when I get to 16. So forget like nine. I don't even know what the fuck nineties and seventies sound like, because I have my I have all my remotes set to stereo music, or I think it's stereo movie. So to already give you movie quality. Well, see, I get, I get, see, that's where I get blamed for all the time. Some program, matter of fact, that's the one that they punch you in the face because that's money. Or, you know who's automatically louder than any other television show? Wrestling is louder than every other television show. It's just loud. It's just a much louder... 
Jimmy Lennon Jr.? Who? The Rock. Oh. Oh, yeah, he works with them all the time. Isn't he a SmackDown announcer? Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, I was, uh... I watch uh, this guy, WrestleMania. He does these YouTube videos. And one of his uh, YouTube videos is... Uh, 10 wrestlers who are loved and 10 wrestlers who are hated in the WWE. And JBL is at the top of the list of still being one of the most hated guys in the WWE. Yes. And, and uh, as a matter of fact, you should watch it. It's only like 5 or 10 minutes or so. His name is like WrestleMania. And he does, he has a shitload, like, I watched this morning, top 10, uh, wrestle, 10 times wrestlers were high as a kite in the ring, <laughs> you know, like, 10 people who will never work there again, but he had some very shocking people on the list of hated, like, John Cena is considered, him and his woman are hated by the locker room. Okay, well, he's also hated. They said that Corbin is hated because he's the same dick that he plays as a character. They said that's who he is. And I was very shocked that one of the most loved guys is our truth Yeah, they they said that everybody loves him. They said that he's absolutely Vince's one of Vince's favorite favorite guys. They said, matter of fact, when he just celebrated his birthday, you could tell how loved he was. They said because everybody in the whole back was in his pictures. And they said they don't do that to everybody. Think about it. Everybody goes on your social media to give you a shout out. Yeah, see, here's the thing. Yeah, but here's the thing. Some of these guys are so good of actors on screen that the ones that you think are the dicks, are the nice ones. And the ones that you think are the nice ones, like Cena, are the dicks. Like, they say everybody loves Stron- Braun Strowman. He's total opposite of his character. He just happens to be a good actor. Well, they oh, matter of fact, the other guy that used to be with Bray Wyatt, with the big beard, not the not the big redhead one, but like the kind of dusty one. They said everybody loves Luke. But they say everybody hates Jinder. They said universally he's hated by everybody because. First of all, they all think that some way or another he's a 
steroid cheater. And two, how the hell did he get the push that he got out of the blue? Mm-hmm. Well, and listen, that's going to, if they couldn't milk that all the way to WrestleMania, they will do it. I don't think they will be able to. I think that uh, Sensei will have that belt on him before then because they're going to have that belt and promote that in Japan like a motherfucker, WrestleMania. But uh, you know why? The problem is Jinder's going to give you basically the same exact thing every time you see him. It doesn't seem to change. He's old school. He's old school heel. Yeah, he's old school heel. He's supposed to make you hate him. He's supposed to always remind you that he's a foreigner and that you hate him because he's not from your country. Blah. Oh, yeah, that was, I guess that wasn't me and you. You didn't go with me to see Brock Lesnar. Okay. I think that was a uh, that was me and, um, oh, fuck. Me and Kyle went and seen Brock Lesnar. And Brock Lesnar was doing a signing at CVS. And what a miserable motherfucker. But he is so big. That you wouldn't dare say, you miserable motherfucker, you. He was, oh, and I think he is. I mean, as you, you like, what do you want me to sign? So you go, you know what? I was so fucked up with him. I was like, nothing. Nothing. Hi, bye. And that's what I left it. I stood online to go up there to see this fucking guy. What do you want? And so I was like, you know what? I don't want anything now. Because I'm not going to enjoy this shit. You're making me feel like an asshole. You know? Hey, Nat, man, wrap us up, brother. People, enjoy yourselves. Be good. We will see you after Labor Day. Have if you if you're from New York, enjoy the Parkway, enjoy the uh, Carnival festivals, but be safe out there. Will you be going to Labor Day functions? Did you go to Afropunk? Oh, okay. Well, like I said, people, if you're doing the juve or the park, I hope the weather is beautiful. I hope that you're safe, that you have a good time. Matter of fact, I'm going to, I I shall be going to see my beloved Brooklyn in in a heartbeat. And I can't wait. Next time that I speak to you, I would have came home from uh, a long-awaited trip to New York City. So this is Doc here on behalf of Netboy Doc and our world, and I'm just going to tell you people peace.